Welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about podfic. This month's topic is how we choose the stories that we choose to podfic. And your hosts are Petika, Hanunobida, and Kitsune Hart. Before we jump in, let's do a bit of news. Mm. So, some of this is a little bit older because many of you probably noticed we skipped December last month. We were very sorry. Mm-hmm. Things just got really busy, like tends to happen in December, and some balls got dropped. I think we should start by uh, mentioning that the Awesome Ladies Podfic Anthology now has its guidelines posted. So you want to take a look at that as soon as you can and get your recordings in line. Because if you're anything like me, it's going to all of a sudden be the day before the deadline, and you'll realize that you haven't done anything. Deadline is February 7th, and it's posting on the 21st this year. Well, we will see what I managed to actually get accomplished. And they have an optional theme this year of Awakening. In other exciting news, ITPE has posted! So exciting! I I feel like a not insignificant amount of the entire annual amount of Podfic gets posted during ITPE. Yeah, it was a little shy of 400 Podfics. That is a large amount of Podfic. There was also, at the end of December, the Podfic Broken Telephone Challenge posted. It was posted to AO3, and there was a number of really awesome Podfics in there. And just a really cool experiment to listen through to see how things changed as it went down the line. Yeah, yeah. I listened to Chain 1, and it's really a pretty cool experience. And I'm about halfway through Chain 2. I got a little bit distracted with ITPE, but so far it's been really, really cool to see how people took their previous starting podfic and ran with it and went off in a slightly different direction. It's really fun. There is a European podfic meetup. It's being planned by Thryson Wentz and Frecklebombfic. They have put out a survey, which I believe has closed now, but they have like a Twitter account that you can follow, which we'll link to. It's Europod Friends. And they sent out emails to the people that filled out the survey. And I'm not sure if they're regularly going to send out emails. You could probably ask on the Twitter. I filled it out saying that I would possibly come, it, even though I do not live in Europe, because I'm the type of person that's so obsessed with Podfic, I would plan a European vacation for a Podfic gone. Um, that's fair. It is fair. Although the one concern that I have is they've now announced the weekend and it is going to be October 19th to 21st in Berlin. But Mm. that's really, really close to the (laughs) podfication weekend historically. So if they happen to both fall on the same weekend, I don't know which one I would go to. Podfic Bingo uh, has said that they are looking for some new mods. So if you're looking to help out the community, that is definitely a good way to get into it. Um, you would just go to their uh, Dream With page and comment that you'd be willing to help out. And they've had, uh, it looks like, a couple responses, but, you know, these things can get really big. So I'm sure the more people who are willing to help, the more they would appreciate that. And the last bit of news that we have is about, I don't know how new it is. It is new to me. It's a service called Clean Feed, and it is designed for podcasters, or like actually one of their big markets is also to like news organizations to help them do record interviews and whatnot when you are not in the same location. So it's a website where only the person who's hosting it has to have an account, and then they can send out an invitation and the people that can that receive the invitation, they just have to have Chrome installed. They can j- then join in. So we're actually doing a test run on this episode of Oral Phonics, so you guys will be able to hear how good or not it is. So if this recording sounds good, then Clean Feed works, and you should definitely try it out yourself for your multi-voice projects. Talkbacks. So last episode was our Homestuck episode, and we got a couple comments on AO3. And the first one is from Tipsy Kitty. And they say, I know nothing about Homestuck, but this was a fun episode to listen to. Smiley face. 
I loved how engaged you both were with the original work and the fandom. It, yeah, it's it's so easy to get enthusiastic about this this fandom, especially when you have somebody else to just feed off of in our obsession. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that fans excel at. Like, give me a minute and just let me squee at you, and occasionally, like, squee back, and it'll be a squee storm. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like when our family sees us do this, like, but you never talk. Well, it's like, well, you you never have anything I want to talk about. <laughs> can, can can we please talk about shipping? You know what? That that is such a relatable line to me. Mm-hmm. That's so relatable to me. I'll like go yeah. around my family and I'll be like, you know, we can talk, but you don't want to listen to what I want to say, and I don't super want to listen to what you want to say. So. <laughs> I guess we'll just be polite at each other. (laughs) I gotta say, one of the most... girls to talk with, because otherwise Thanksgiving dinner is kind of awkward. I do have other Fanish people in my family, so, like, my little sister and one of my cousins, or two of my cousins, so we'll often, like, be off in a corner, although we're all in very different Mm -hmm. fandoms, although not always me and my sister. We can... I've been dragging her into my fandoms lately. We'll, We'll just sit there talking and about what we love, which might not be shared, but we at least speak the same language. <laughs> yeah. Every so often I get the magical situation where my husband and I get interested in the same thing. So like right now we're both very into Steven universe and we went to like a convention together, which was a really just magical experience to actually walk around with him and be like, Hey, look, look at that cosplay. And he's like, Oh my God, that's really nice. And being able to bond for that was great. We had another comment on AO3 by Chantress. Homestuck is a fandom I'm only peripherally aware of, so it was super awesome to hear you two talk about it from an insider perspective. I might have to poke around the fandom a bit more now because you've intrigued me. Greeny face. Well, thanks for the lovely comment. Uh, yes, do join us. I feel like that's... I feel like that's also a big part of the point of fandom-specific episodes. Like, yes, if you were in that episode, you should have a lot of fun listening to it. But it's also like, if you are not in this fandom, let us let us bake you cookies. Come, come join us. <laughs> like, a part of me is like, yes, join us. And the other part of me is like, you will lose your life. Why would you do this to yourself? You can do so many things with your life. But... That's- that's what fandom's there. all about. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to get anything done. No, why would you want to do that? <laughs> so, well. how about we talk about the main topic, which is how we pick the stories that we choose to read. And it, do you guys have any kind of method off the top of your head that you use? Now, are we talking in terms of what we choose to read for others or what we actually choose to listen to? Because for me, again, I don't do that much recording. Most of what I do is just listening. And I am fairly indiscriminate. Like, once once the fandom is included, I'll pretty much just listen to anything within that fandom. Yeah, um, I, was, I was definitely approaching it more as, like, as a podficker. What made you choose this specific story? But as a listener, that's also legitimate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think definitely for me, uh, one of the main things when I do choose to do a podfic, I'll end up going, you know, definitely looking at the story length because I can't do something very long and then follow it up with like, I think most often with, will this story make somebody cry? Um, <laughs> Because I like to inflict pain off on others. You know what? We might be cringed souls. <laughs> but yeah, like there's a, there are, and there's like, I listen to plenty of really great, you know, just light, fluffy shipping pod fix. But when I get down and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to record something. I'm just like, how could I ruin somebody for the next like couple hours? I definitely had someone leave a wreck to one of my podfix ones being like, well, I was sobbing in the grocery store. 
which I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but or I, how I should feel, but I am feeling proud. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Hanan Amira? Yeah, I guess it depends. So much of what I record now is for challenges or multi-voice or mm -hmm. ITP, and so then I'm constrained in different ways in what I can record. If I think back of the last, like, three times I just chose to record of my own volition, it's been, yeah, shorter stuff. I I did that 35-hour Avengers series. and now You did? No idea how I did that because now <laughs> nowadays I can record for about an hour before my voice gets out, gives out. So I don't want to do anything more than 10K. Uh, and I tend to uh, focus on and, and ask for permission for fix that are short but have a lot of really snappy dialogue and are funny and make me laugh and are just really cleverly written. So the, the last few things I can think of that I just felt like, hey, I really liked this story. I went to record it and went and asked for permission. We're like that. Mm -hmm. But it's funny. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But the, it, there's whole different rules when I'm choosing for somebody else or for some other project. It's funny because you describe that process and I've gone through the opposite process. Like when I started recording Podfic, like 10K was kind of my happy zone. Going above it was like painful for me. I didn't really do it. Um, and I would like, I really like the snappy dialogue. Like that's a lot of my American Idol podfic. Um, I, I gravitated towards a lot of humor because I like getting emotional reactions out of people and humor was the one that I was going for then. Whereas now that I've been in podfic fandom longer and I've gone through various iterations of what I choose to podfic and what I don't. I find what I'm drawn to a bit more now is like the emotional reaction that pull I pull from people is like, and the one that I appreciate having pulled for me the most when I'm reading is like an emotional punch to the gut. I, and generally it makes me cry like Avengers fandom, like at least half my podfics, I have cried through recording it. And you can tell for a large part, and that carries through when people listen to it. And I've gone for it. So I've gone for like more angsty things and I've gone for longer things because at one point there was, there was this one magical period where I was, had this job and I was, and I'd have to provide support to Japan and it was just easier to stay at work to do it than it was to go home and try to do it remotely. So I would like to stay at work after work started or finished and edit podfic the whole time until, nice. um, until Japan woke up and I got so much podfic done that I was like, hell yeah, I can podfic long things. Look at me growing as a podficker. Whereas now I'm constantly being like, I want to record this. Yes, it's over 200K, but I think I can do it. Mm -hmm. Even though I have never completed something over 200K, I have this like false sense of security that I totally can. But so yeah, I've kind of had like this opposite thing that, that Hananavira has, but in general, when I am when I am reading fic, absolutely every fic that I read is auditioning to be my next pod fic. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, because you don't really want to read something that you're not going to enjoy, and something that you'd be willing to basically listen, uh, read, read twice. So you don't want to go back to something that just you were kind of met about. You want something that you would be willing to add the emotion to on a second read through. There's that. But even for me, like it's beyond that as I like, first of all, I read so much slower now than I used to read before I was I a pod picker. because as I read, I consider the words more. I consider how I pronounce them. It takes me longer to read because I'm no longer speed reading through it. Like most people do. Um, or reading at a speed faster than they could say it out loud. I am much closer to the speed that I would say it out loud. It's still faster than I could say it out loud because I don't make near as many mistakes in my head as I do out loud. But um, it slows it slows my reading down. And it's kind of funny because there's a number of times, like 
the more time I spend thinking about how I would podfic it, in some ways means the less likely I am to podfic it. Because like I'll get to sometimes I'll be reading it and there'll be like a bunch of stuff in other languages and I'll be like, ooh, how would I pronounce this? And I'll like sometimes I'll even go look up how to pronounce it and I'll be like, but I didn't like I'm not gonna podfic this because that's too much work. Or sometimes it's got like an element in it that would be hard to trans to make sense and translate into an audio version, but I'll spend a lot of time thinking about how could I do that. And then once I figure it out, it's like, okay, I'm done. I don't feel the need to actually follow through and do it. What will actually get me to record it has less to do with what, like, because that stuff that I'm describing as I'm auditioning it and I'm reading each line and I'm analyzing it, a lot of that is kind of act method acting or method acting is the wrong word but like the the actor's tools that you use when you're pod faking and like the artistic tools that you use as you're pod faking and I can get my satisfaction of that just by reading it it's not in order for me to actually want to pod fake it there's something about the story that has to resonate with me and that resonate like that that resonation that's probably not a right word that resonance is what's going to have me make the next step to actually pull out my mic and possibly record it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on Twitter, we used to talk about the word pod far more often. <laughs> I haven't heard in a couple of years, but it just strikes you sometimes, right? Where you read something and then you think, I have to record this. Because there yep. were a couple yes. of fics. I think the last one was welcome to night veil fig and i read it at like 2 a.m and it didn't matter i was recording that so i was up until 3 in the morning on a school night recording that because it had to be done pod fair far compelled me (laughs) i i'm actually because the more that i have standardized my recording setup the less likely i am to give in to pod far um because like it's I actually have like a tiny little room in my basement and it's kind of cold down here and like I'll make sure that I have like all my liquids and all of that that I actually I I used to just pick up my mic and be like I'm gonna record this in ways that I don't now that I have a more sophisticated setup because I feel like because it's sophisticated I have to put more effort into it and that's too bad like I miss doing that it has occasionally happened the last time i remember doing that was with user since um but it's it it's good when and i think the other thing for me that has stopped that from happening is the ones that i'm most likely to be like i want to record this and i want to record it now it's like okay but this is one of the 200k ones like I can't sit down and read it until it's done unless I'm willing, like my voice is not going to hold out that long. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and being married has cut down on some of that. Cause it's like, if it's three, oh, yeah. I can't wake him up by getting up and uh, setting up my microphone in the other room. And so it's, you know, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. Yeah. And so also for me, like we, we have a note here of being drawn to certain authors It's actually almost kind of a limiting thing because most of what I wanted to record in this last year, I told myself I was going to try and kickstart the Steven Universe podfic fandom. Um, But because nobody was really, no known podfickers were writing in Steven Universe, I had to actually stop and get permission. And this could take a few hours. It could be like a week before somebody got back to me and I'm just not willing to put the time in to work something that I might not be allowed to release if somebody doesn't give permission. So really limit what I was willing to read at any one time. That's, that's legit. I'm someone who often records before I have permission on the assumption that I will get permission. And it's been, I have a couple of that have just never seen light of day. Um, but like I did that this winter with like escaping the paradox, which is over four hours and I was almost done it. And I'm like, maybe now is the time to ask for permission. And luckily the author did respond like 
within a day or so. But mm-hmm. like, if I had to wait like three months for them to respond or, you know, if they just never responded, that would really suck. So I totally, you know, do not advocate for my way of just doing it anyways. Like I had reasons for it and now I'm just stubborn. Like it is probably better to just ask first. <laughs> don't, don't be me guys. Yeah. And so one thing I actually did this last year was I went back through all of my stuff that I posted on my AO3 because I, I, you know, have a lot more fanfic. No, oh, excuse me. I have a lot more fanfic than I have podfic. And I actually went through all my stories and just added two tags. I added podfic welcome and I added blanket permission. So if anybody goes through and is looking, okay, hey, I want a Steven Universe thing that has blanket permission, or I want an Artemis Fowl thing that has blanket permission, I would pop up. And at present, if you look up blanket permission and Steven Universe, it is just me. It's it's a pity that you can't, as a writer, also just like have a thing in your profile that you can just click and be like, blanket permission to, you know, podfake or remix or something. Because I'm sure there would be plenty of people who would just, yeah, sure, toggle that switch. I do have a a, uh, a folder on all my bookmarks that is just Steven Universe blanket permission authors. So if I want, I can just go in and record from them. Um, Yeah. But there's only four of them. That's one of the things that's a little sad about how we've moved on. Although like how we've moved platforms is what I meant to say there because like 10 years ago, probably not quite 10 years ago, like seven or eight years ago, what people would do is they'd be like, okay, I'm entering this new fandom. I want to make podfic in it. I'm going to go to a place where people in this fandom gather and I'm going to talk about making a blanket permission, a podfic list. And it was, sometimes it would just be in a popular column. Sometimes it would be on a podfic's journal or whatever. And they would just say, like, if you're cool with making podfic, leave your name here. And there'd generally be, like, a little form to help fill out. And people would. I imagine you could do something like that on Tumblr. But mm-hmm. Tumblr is not as easy, like, you know, the endless reblogging isn't mm-hmm. as easy to tell as like just skimming the comment sections on on live journal and you know you wouldn't be able to make the assumptions that oh someone reblogged it that therefore they're okay with permission because you know threads get hijacked all the time and it could be someone like ranting about how no one should ever give blanket permission because i've seen that rant before um mm. so i don't Tumblr's not like Tumblr's really great for some things, but less great for others. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is uh, the list that Rindle runs. What's it called? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, which yeah. you can go and search by fandom. But again, if no one from your fandom is on that list, you're so well. <laughs> So I'd like a link to that because like I am aware of the fan lore list where it's just people people's names and their blanket permission, but I've never heard of one that's organized by fandoms and that would be super useful for me. Um, yeah, it's Rindle basically took the fan lore list and like went through AO3 and looked on and found some additional people that weren't on the blanket permission list. And basically grabbed their name, grabbed their fandoms as listed on AO3 and put it into a searchable database. It's not automatically updating last time I checked. So if some if someone was added, you know, two years ago and they've now written in three new fandoms, those three new fandoms might not be mm-hmm. there, but it's better than than what we had before. Being in a young fandom is hard. It is. And it's a lot, it can be a lot of outreach. There's a lot. And I know like the, the fandom that I did the most work to build up was American Idol. It was my first podfic Mm. fandom that I really did that kind of effort with. And it was already semi-established. Like I, it was not a huge amount of podfics, but it wasn't an insignificant amount of podfics either. And I did a lot of work and encouragement and, and just like, 
tempting other podfickers in to make more and more podficker more and more podfic and then there were there were people like diane mckay who joined who just like were hugely pro- prolific and made a ton of podfics which really helped mm-hmm. um but a lot of it was outreach and luckily that fandom as an rpf fandom around musicians was really down with the idea of audio works but I know like one of the things that I did and I kind of had notes to talk about this later, but um, like I was one of the authors that I had asked permission, like more than once to record their stuff as Moira Reardon. And then finally I was like, Hey, how do you feel about blanket permission? And they said, yes, go, go for it. They were someone whose writing style just worked really well with me. And I ended up recording, they're probably one of the more podfic the authors that I've podfic the most is what I mean to say there. Partially just because I, like, they're a really good writer and their writing style just really fit my reading style. So, it, and, and the combination of she gave blanket permission early on that I just ran with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, like, I know, like, say someone like Rena Jenkins who does so much podfic she'll go and read things and just like if she knows that someone's got BP they immediately like their stuff will move to the list of like probably more likely to get podfic than you know mm-hmm. someone else that she's not sure of that they're good she likes but you know the it's just so much easier to stick with BP people when when that's an option and you have a lot of options. Like I know there's a lot of pod that don't have the desire to pod every second story they read. Sometimes it is like a one in a million that they want to pod in which case permission can be more of a factor or less of a factor. They're going to ask regardless of whether they have BP, but for those of us that pod a bit more, BP is a big thing. I, yeah, I'm trying to think this past year, how many things did I podfic that were not blanket permission? And I remember asking permission for one thing that I thought was really cute and funny and went to record. And the rest, like if you're not on Rindle's FPS list or if you don't have blanket permission in your AO3 profile, um, either I've just gotten struck with the urge to record something right then and there and then I see like, oh, you don't have blanket permission. Will I still want to record this story so urgently? two months from now when I finally hear back from you, maybe not. Or if it's for a challenge and I've got a deadline, like, uh, can I wait two months to hear back from you? Probably not. I'm going to move on to somebody who has blanket permission. Almost. And the embarrassing one becomes when you ask for permission to record something and then they're like a week, a month later. Yeah, sure. And you're like, I'm just not feeling it anymore, actually. Yeah. And it, it almost becomes an obligation to record this thing that, that is a huge time has passed. That's a huge part of why I record first and ask permission later. That and because when I started podficking, there was less uh, multi pods, and there was the idea that if someone else asked, they had called dibs, and I didn't want to do mm. be a part of that. But yeah, I don't like it. It is awkward when you ask, and then they're expecting it, and it's like, ooh, wait. That's, and I I have done that. There have been people that have said yes to things that I just never did. Or never finished. Oh, yeah. I have far more podfics that I've listed as I will record this than I have authors that I've listed as they will let me record this. <laughs> so, like, I've got a good, like, uh, looks like nine that are in the in the pipeline that I could do. I just, who knows if I will anymore because <laughs> my, my time is about to become such a premium. So... So just to go back over some of the notes, are there any specific like story elements that make you want to choose a specific story? (laughs) Somebody's sad because somebody died is pretty much like the Steven Universe like (laughs) thing. It's like, oh, we're going to be sad that, you know, Rose Quartz died or or that Connie has aged and died. So like death and sadness. But but not like you know, it, it the the um the burden of mortality, I would say. I my personal thing is I like living grief, 
where it's like mm. the person that was lost was well loved, but people still and people miss them, but they still have to keep on keeping on. And mm. just how you live day to day with that sadness is is my personal um, thing. But like I said, I enjoy emotional punches to the guts. And that's what I often end up recording. Yeah, I'm way over on the opposite side. It's been Good. Like ending. Uh, I was thinking there's tropes I really like. I like soul bonds. I like, um, yeah, just good humor, dialogue, and like repartee, where you can switch back and forth between different voices and people arguing or um, not arguing per se, but like friendly arguments where they're just kind of snarking back and forth at each other. That's always fun to do. Yeah. I know, like, for all that, like, and I mean, I say those things and, like, I kind of laugh because someone that I haven't spoken to that much this year for, for ITPE gifted me with, like, a death fic. And she's like, yeah, I saw that you said you like death fic, so here you go. And I was like, I actually really enjoyed this. Thank you. <laughs> you are the worst friend. You Thank you chose you. right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I do, like, I got into a soulmate battle with David Four, um, So I as well. And one of the other notes that I have here, so there's certain like writing devices or plots that will can sometimes be useful. So I'll move them to the top of the list. Like I finally released my first drunken pod fic. Um, but like oh. for a little while there, I would read things and I'd be like, this would be fun to record drunk. And so I would like, <laughs> add it to my two podfic list with the idea of like recording it drunk my favorite way of doing multi-voices is when you have alternating points of view so if i'm reading something that has very obvious changes in points of view i will be more likely to put it on my two podfic list with a tag from like multi-point of view or two points of view or however many so that when I inevitably meet up with some pod figures later and we're like, oh, what should we should record something, but what? I can be like, I have a list. <laughs> I like that we have this entire genre of basically uh, irresponsible pod ficking. <laughs> the drunken pod fic? <laughs> yes. I felt... I, I released mine, my, my the first one I ever recorded for ITPE this year, and it went to Bessie Boo, which I feel was appropriate because she did the first drunken pod fic, and it is super impro- appropriate because now mm-hmm. with my medical issues, I can no longer drink. So, oh, she got my one and only drunken pod fic. But yes, it's. I mean, it's fun. I feel like a lot of us have made des- bad decisions for the sake of a podfic. Um, I've done the drunken podfic thing. I've also like been laying out in the snow, recording down in the snow uh, for podfic bingo. Let's not forget I missing sleep. In the car. <laughs> I am pretty sure Heard the Owl almost got arrested once trying to take a picture for a podfic cover. So... <laughs> <laughs> She was like, it was a supernatural thing or a Teen Wolf thing. I don't remember. She like snuck into an abandoned building to take pictures, and then the police showed up. Condone any illegal behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Wink. She she talked her way out of it because she had her adorable children with her. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Accessory to Podfic. I have literally looked for, like, kid fic that I could bring my, like, nephews on and have them read it with me. But alas, I've never actually stooped that far. So, yeah, this is, like, literally a thing I've thought about recently because, um, for those of you who aren't aware, I'm now, like, a day overdue to have a kid. (laughs) And one of the things I've been thinking about is, okay, well, you're supposed to talk around the kid a lot, so Podfic would be great. Maybe I'll do some recording. And then I have the thought of, oh, man, but what if I accidentally, like, get started on a fic I like, and then all of a sudden there's boning? How comfortable am I reading this aloud around a child? <laughs> so it's like my curation is going to become a little bit more strict at some point. Um, yeah. Just, just for the sake of the innocence. So, so, so embarrassment is definitely a, an element for my recording. 
And I will say, I don't think I've ever recorded a pod fake wherein anybody else could hear me. Um, it's, I, it's always like I have to wait for my husband to go off and like be with his friends or go off at work or something before I could record. Because I just, if you can hear me, I can't do it. I literally used to record in the living room with my roommates home. And I remember once like getting to a scene that was dirty talk and just like, oh no, turning beet red and just being like, nope, can't do this. Also, maybe at one point when, when I was building the recording room in my basement, I had like a charity pod pick that was due. So I went over to my parents to record and I was recording oh. like a hooker fic. That was, oh, like, no. almost entirely PWP in my dad's home office. And he walks in to get some paperwork, and I stop. And he's like, do you think he's breathing? I'll be quiet. And I'm like, oh, nope, no, I, I really can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> I will go over here and die in this hole. That said, I did get my dad to agree to record me Podfic once, but I never followed oh. through. Oh, cool. Sorry, you were going to say something, Hannah? Yeah, so I, A, I fully expect to hear Podfit from you in the future, it keeps my heart, with baby noises yes. in the background, because that would be adorable. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but that's... Oh, so apparently people should send me kidfic. Yeah, send her kidfic. But just depending on what's going on in the background, that can always have an influence on what you choose to read. So if it's raining, pick a story about rain. If you have a cat or a dog or a baby around, oh. you can put them into it. After um, after pod, podfication this year, uh, I recorded something with Cantarina and Rena Dinkins about being, well, it was actually about being on, on an airplane while we were stuck in the uh, airport waiting for our, our flights to come in. Yeah, so. and um, like I had what, what? cold <laughs> allergies and stuff all this winter, so it's like, well, I've got to record something short because who knows what my voice is going to sound like tomorrow i have to get it finished today and then also if i could find a podfic about somebody with a cold well, hey that would be perfect here mm-hmm. so your the mm-hmm. quality of your voice also can kind of be <laughs> yeah working towards your strengths <laughs> so there's another point that i had in our notes here and i know uh, you have alluded to it a lot hannah is how challenges comms fests Mm. charity drives whatever how they affect what we read yeah Mm. and i'm not really super otp-ish or i'm really multi-fanish so i'll record pretty much anything so like for example for awesome ladies i was looking yesterday for what i was going to record there and i really did just pick a few female characters i was interested in recording and searched for them on AO3 and then just went down the list until I found several authors with blanket permission statements and uh, bookmarked them. And I'll probably, out of the five I bookmarked, I'll probably record two or three, depending on time. And it's for a, a community like that. Yeah, I really just, I pick really quickly and I, I almost always just pick on somebody that has blanket permission in, in AO3. I mean, I know, like, I would record things like that were completely out of character for me for things like amplificathon like i would there were things where it's like oh like i love terminator and it's a small fandom so i will go and record more terminator stuff but then like i would also near the end for for amplificathon because i knew i was never going to be like the person who won what ended Mm -hmm. up being the part for me was how can I game the system to get the most points in a single podfic? <laughs> so, like, I have this one podfic out there that's, like, the main story is, like, the main fandom it is, is Blake 7, but it is a crossover with, like, every 70s TV show ever, including things like Candid, who's, like, Candid Camera and, like, the A-Team and shit like that, because it just is, like, complete bonkers, because I wanted the points. Like, that was my entire reason for recording it so i would record short out of character things for things like that um amplificathon podfic bingo i record the most random stuff because it came up when i was searching for and i'm totally blanking on a tag for podfic bingo but you know it would get me a lot of points or it would get me bingo so there it goes 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, I'll also do that sometimes in like, when I'll, I'll be quickly recording something for a friend where it's like, okay, they want something like cute and cuddly. So I'm going to record this like five minute story of like, Steve Rogers talking about his little kitten Liberty and Tony laughing at him for it. Or like one of my friends was having trouble like cooking. So I did a story where like one of the band people like didn't even know how to cook an egg. Like, you know, just little things like that, that it's like, you know, it's not that the story spoke to me on a spiritual level. It was that it fulfilled a need. (laughs) For for things like ITPE and whatnot, I I don't know how much I've recorded outside of my comfort zone. Like, I mean, they do a pretty good job of pairing you up with people they, that have, like, interests. So it's generally been like, this thing that I like, you will also like. Let me record mm-hmm. it. Um, but I know for, like, Podbang that used to run that ITP kind of replaced when, or was born out of the fact that Podbang wasn't running anymore, where you had to, it was a gift exchange with like a minimum of like originally something like 35,000 words. Um, I ended up recording some, some things that I wouldn't normally have recorded from there. And sometimes like for really good results, like I would generally sign up once on my own and then once with my roommates and we would always, because my roommate, there were three of us in the group one, we always had to choose things with multiple points of view to be able to cover it. And it's easy to find things that are two points of view. It's harder to find things that are three points of view. And so something I've definitely been thinking about lately is, you know, the traditional time for Amplificathon is coming up, but you know, last year it did not happen because the archive and the archive has not recovered at all. So is is there going to be a point where we decide to move on and restart this using a different scheme or start a new challenge in the same same period of time? Um, I mean, I because- had a group last year that was trying to do that, but mm. our conclusion at the time was we either needed an archive that could provide us with some form of accurate numbers or we needed something so completely different that we weren't grokking because like we were coming up with like different ways to run it, different ways to like change the, the results and go back a bit more towards the original meaning of it to like actually get more podfic and smaller fandoms as opposed to like get the stupid points gaming podfix like what i just described making um Mm. we had talked about things like that but we couldn't figure out a way to do it that didn't involve having some form of accurate numbers on fandom podfix Mm. yeah so So. if anybody has any ideas it would be lovely to see that come back so the other part of the con slash fest things is charity podfix because like i don't know if you guys have done many charity podfics or any at all but like that's a bit one where you're more likely to have to record something that maybe you had less of a say in mm-hmm. have yeah, you guys i did i did a- and there was one person who very kindly contributed to charity and that's awesome uh, but i'd said in my letter that i i didn't want to really mess with anything I couldn't pronounce. So probably um, some foreign languages were out and they wanted me to do a Full Metal Alchemist story, which was, it was amazing. I love this story, but it had several lines in Hebrew. And I spent a little uh, little time here on Twitter and trying to get a pronunciation guide and it was just not happening. So I, I did have to go back and ask them since I had specified, you know, it has to be something I can pronounce if they could give me something else to do. And I ended up doing another fake that I also really enjoy. So that's definitely one thing I have run into where I've had difficulty making a project happen. I mean, I know there's been a few times where I've had to record things, stories that like I didn't love as much or ones where like, it's not that I didn't like it, but and this happens actually outside of charity podfix, but charity podfix, I feel a little more um, pressure to just fight my way through it. 
is sometimes like there'll be a fic and you're like, I love this fic. I love this author. This everything about this is awesome. Reading every word of it is like pulling teeth. There's Mm. just something about it that is unnatural to the way that I speak. It's just like the wrong syntax for the way that I speak that can make it a little bit rougher. That said, I keep signing up for charity podfix, so it's not like any of them have been that bad, but. <laughs> On so, the charity subject, while we're at it, um, I do like signing up for those kinds of challenges or charity or where you're doing a gift for people, because on the plus side, it motivates me to get it done. And it might be in a fandom I don't know or characters I don't know or not my pairing or whatever, but um, I feel like I get a lot more done and I'm a lot more productive when I have some kind of deadline or I know that, hey, this is going to be a gift for people. And so somebody at least is really going to, I hopefully, going to enjoy it and smile. And so I, I like that feeling. Yeah. And in, there there was one occasion where I was actually the uh, the funder and, you know, requested a story to be recorded and i was actually really pleased when uh, a couple months later the sequel to the story they just recorded on their own so i had apparently picked something that they really liked and i got two podfix for the price of one <laughs> and it was great because it was just a lot of filth and it was exactly what i needed <laughs> um actually kind of funny talking about filth because that's the other thing <laughs> that i think i'm drawn to like, I talked earlier about how I like, like, living grief and, like, emotional punches in the gut. But the other thing that I, I do is, like, really kinky shit. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, two of my favorite things to record is, like, fight scenes where people are screaming at each other and sex scenes. Because then you get to pull out, like, all of the emotions and get really into it and screaming at your microphone. And those are the best. I have become surprisingly, like, uninhibited at, like, moaning at my my microphone, which I wouldn't have pictured myself when I got into this whole pot-faking thing. <laughs> I'm, like, the absolute opposite, and it's interesting to see what I have recorded on Podfic, because most of it is around 20 minutes or less, and no, no filth, no smut. Um... Except I did record one, like, 16-hour podfic for Podfic Big Bang many years ago, and it is a lot of that. So, like, I have my my main production of things, and then I have this one aberrant story that's very long and very dirty, and I'm glad I did it, but I would never do it again. <laughs> I think I think that's a good place to end this topic. <laughs> All right. Podfix smut. <laughs> that episode. Let's move on to Rex. Okay, so this Rex actually uh, is connected to one of the comments from our previous Homestuck episode, and the comment is from Curlos38. Uh, they say, Die Hard Homestuck here. I gr- agree with your Rex totally. I've listened to every podfic on AO3 and, when I- and whatever I can find on Tindek, too. I highly recommend Unwanted Free Ugly Troll by Cold Hope, read by Cherry Milkshake on Tindek. Also, Lee Shore by Jumping Jack Flash, read by The Geek Gene. And Anything Homestuck, read by 30314. Also, you didn't mention the Homestuck songs. There are hundreds of talented people out there. Some have moved on from the fandom, but the music is still there, and most can be found on Tindek. Especially check out Kylie Henke, Total Spiffage, and Cantabile Gatto, also known as Broadway Car Cat. I've saved all the music on my MP3, and it is amazing. Uh, P.S. I'm a 60-year-old member of my many fandoms, but Homestuck will always have my heart. I go to lots of cons and meetups, and I cosplay Mom Lalan, Dad, Egbert, Mindfang, and various fan trolls. The Homestuck fandom is very inclusive and welcoming to any level of fan. It is quieted down, but there are still quite a few of us that are stuck on Homestuck. And I'm going to have to second this, especially with the note of unwanted free ugly troll. Uh, if you want to cry... Um, that series is really good. Um, it is an AU wherein instead of the Homestuck trolls being recognized as having full sentience, 
Um, they are treated as pets by humans, uh, like they share a, a world with the humans and they are treated as pets. So they're like specifically bred and like their eggs are taken away. And there's if you can deal with uh, a little animal abuse, which is a weird thing to say. That is an excellent series. I think they've done more than just that first one, Unwanted Free Ugly Troll. And also for the music, I wanted to add on a recommendation for somebody called uh, Femi C. Um, on SoundCloud, they're known as Hamsters. They did a lot of Homestuck songs. They're very good. Um, voice with guitar accompaniment. And... To the extent that I actually bought a guitar so I could learn how to play some of their songs and didn't make any progress because that's how I am. <laughs> um, but, but now there are, they have started to do some music for other songs. They have a few Overwatch songs uh, and I saw they have one for Adventure Zone and one for Life is Strange. So they are still producing music and their voice is very beautiful and their guitar stylings are very catchy and learnable if you have patience. <laughs> so guitar people would really like uh, hamsters. I I have a couple wrecks. I did not cheat and just wreck all of my ITPE podfit gifts. <laughs> it was very tempting. I love them all, guys. But I went outside of that. There is one ITPE, but it was not a gift for me. It is... Devil in the Details by Podcast, written by Chuckle Voodoos. It is a Daredevil podfic. And I remember reading this fic. It is a Soulmarks AU. And one where the Soulmark that you get implies, but is not necessarily the the direct name of your soulmate. So Faki is born with the word devil over his heart. <laughs> that's that's a little bit weird to grow up with. And and Matt was born without a soul mark. And so oh. they feel like they can never be together and it is beautiful. Cuz it <laughs> and it has a happy ending. But it is it is really great. Chuckle Voodoo's is like a really well-known author in the Daredevil's fandom and Podcast is just like, I think her voice is like one of those comfort voices to me. Although I've mostly listened to her, uh, to their X Men podfic. So I was like sometimes thinking X Men while listening to Daredevil. But it was, it, it was a really solid reading. And it's a very emotional, like the, the emotions that Podcast brought to it were, were very true. So I suggest listening to that one. The next one is The Runverse, which has mostly been podficked by, I am really sorry that I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, Ten Skeh, oh God, Skeherazed Ten, Ten, Skeherazed Ten. Um, although the first story in it has also been recorded by Black Glass, and it is written by the Monkey Cabal, and it is an MCU fic whose premise is, what if Darcy Lewis is Tony Stark's daughter? And it is really amazing, and it has so many different threads going throughout it. Um, only the main stories in it have been recorded there's a bunch of little ones that have also been written but have not been recorded yet but they like it's it's a really beautiful story like the start of it has like darcy is really young and it's mostly about her relationship with her dad because she grew up with her mom and and lived a normal life and just occasionally was like and i have this weirdo dad that ever that is really famous um, but as the movies start up, Darcy starts taking a bigger role within the the superhero community. And like this this series is entirely behind me, hardcore shipping Darcy Bucky. So um I really recommend it. Both the readers did a really great job. 
I actually went and looked up to see if Ten scare her that day. Ten, I'm really sorry at how I'm butchering that name. I'm so sorry. Um, had recorded anything else, and I don't think they have, which was really strange to me because as I was listening to it, I had like such a comforting feeling as though I had like this really like as though I had listened to them before and had like a relationship with this voice. Their voice just really worked for me. The reading of it is is A+. Plus. So I highly suggest that one. And the third one is not Marvel-related at all. It's The Changeling by Opal Song, written by Anna B. And it is a Harry Potter podfic with the premise of what if Ginny Weasley was sorted into Slytherin. And, like, Opal Song has this thing where they they can just sometimes choose these stories about women that are just like just speak to you on a level as like yeah like they're like they're very feminist and they just like really get what it's like to be a woman and the changeling had had that aspect to it and it also had like one of the things that i really appreciated was it showed like well, Ginny's sixth year, Harry would have would have been Harry's seventh year, um, the year of the Hogwarts battle. What was actually happening at Hogwarts, which I always find way more interesting than what actually happened in the books. But it's it's a long podfic that covers from Ginny's start at Hogwarts to the end of of the movies or the to the end of the book series. And uh, I really, it, it's really great. I suggest listening to it. And it has a lot of Slytherin feels, especially if, like, I'm not someone who has a lot of Slytherin feels and it gave me Slytherin feels. For people that actually have Slytherin feels, I think it would make you very happy. And those are my recs. Uh, so I have three recs that are not ITP recs either because I've been seeing this little scream all over ITP stuff. <laughs> my first one is Learning the Language. It's a Star Trek Deep Space Nine topic, uh, Garrick Bashir. But read by Sarah the Second by Alamond. It's set after the series where Bashir moves to Cardassia to become a doctor there and help, you know, heal all the people who are injured or sick and starts learning about Cardassian and include like, you know when somebody starts random point arguments with you and talks to you in that tone of voice like on Cardassia, that's flirting, right? And he's like but that can't be. That's how Garrick talked to me all the time. Oh. And so it was, um, so lots of linguistic porn and just all about languages and culture and body language. And so I loved it, just the giant linguistics nerd, and he loved that aspect of it. And then I really loved Cyrano II's Garrick voice. It's just very teasing and arch, and uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to, and the banter between them. So definitely, uh, if you're a Deep Space Nine fan or just like, you know, grammar jokes, this is the podcast for podcast for you. And my second rec is Anything by Tenderness, which is an Anne of Green Gables fic, uh, Rachel Lynch, Marilla Cuthbert. And it's read by Joy and Repetition, written by Breathed Out. And it's set a little bit later in the Anne of Green Gables books, where um Rachel's husband is dead and then Marilla's raising the hand the Marilla's raising the twins on her own and so they end up moving in together and just the reading and the fic is so cozy it's definitely just a cheer me up pod fic lots of found family feelings and it's it's told from Rachel's point of view and you know if you've read the Anna Green Gables books you know she's very opinionate and she has her opinions about everybody and is going to tell you about them so the way joy and repetition read her inner monologue and just the like the self-importance of it but she's still deep down a really kind and caring person and they managed to strike that balance for her Uh, so i really enjoyed that reading from her point of view and my third wreck is the son of man which is an avengers and it's Jen I mean there's kind of like background Tony Pepper but it's not focused on it's read by subsequent uh, written by Copper Badge and the story Jarvis becomes human and so it's all about him struggling with like I've got a body now this is weird how do I deal with this 
and not being able to, you know, access the internet and suddenly instantly know everything and being limited that way. And, and so I really enjoyed the Jarvis voice where it's, I don't want to say the voice is flat because that sounds like negative and it's really a positive where Jarvis sounds like you would expect Jarvis to sound if he was this AI computer voice with a British accent that suddenly became human. And so they, they had a really good Jarvis voice and I enjoyed that story. And those are my recs. All right. Well, that is our episode and we will see you next month. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.